Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Eyed Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. left our heroes they just got done watching episode seven and shit got real right matthew yes oh, are you trying to are you <laughs> doing uh, the scrolling yeah i'm thing? trying to do the scroll <laughs> thing it's not really working uh so yes we all just got done watching episode seven so seven. Oh yeah so i guess before we jump into all this star wordy goodness uh we would like to let people know this is a spoiler episode we will probably drop this about 20 times. So if you have not seen the movie, please shut off right now. Spoilers! I do not want to Spoiler be. Alert. I do not want you guys to be hitting us up on Facebook, going like, "Well, you spoiled the whole thing for me." No, no, no. Even though we said spoils, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. We'll try to give like a, a few minutes of spoiler-free commentary before we jump right into. Uh, all the talking goodness. about the so the deep dark secrets. So I think a good way to start this off. So um, first impressions of well, this is the second time we've all seen it, right? Yes. Yeah, we all seen it one time before. Yes. yes. And then we went and saw it all at the same time right now. Yeah. The IMAX experience. IMAX 3D, 3D experience. 3D experience. Um, so what I want to say after seeing the trailers, um, you know, all the different trailers dropping on everything, did this movie live up to your expectations of the trailers? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Exceed it. Exceed <laughs> it. it. I'm going to give you the long version. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Eric, yeah. we got to no, waste the, all that time. I, I really it. think they did a fantastic job marketing this film because, yes, there was a ton of hype. Yes, there was uh, a lot of short trailers. There was a lot of marketing as far as uh, the toys and games and uh, freaking oranges with the Star Wars logo on them. Yet nothing in any of those trailers gave away the movie. Yeah, they, I was still surprised by the storyline when I got into it. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's a effective marketing. Made me want to see it, but didn't give it away. Yeah, um, which a lot of trailers now have been doing that, where you they drop a trailer like, "Oh, this looks really cool. I wonder what the conflict is." This is the whole point of trying to see the movie, you know. And then they drop the next trailer, and you're like, "Oh, there's oh. the entire plot of the entire movie." Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I guess they team up to fight like, ooh, something. I, I wonder why these two are having so, such an, a hard time getting along with each Oh, Doomsday. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other movies have done that uh, lately, too. They've just been kind of like giving... Like, I think like uh, we were just talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think their trailer dropped and didn't give anything away. Showed you a shit ton of stuff and you're just like, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Good. Just leave it at that. Like, you can give me another trailer where there's, like, maybe a little bit of stuff, but just leave it simple. Just leave it this simple. And I think Star Wars did a fantastic job of it. Um, I thought after seeing the uh, the trailers that we did, you know, leading up to the movie, I thought I had an idea of kind of how the movie was going to pan out. 
and I was very pleasantly surprised to see that. Uh, there was a few things that I was like, yeah, okay, I, I kind of predicted that, but there was a lot of other things where I was like, oh, shit, I did not see that coming. So um, I, I love it. I love yeah, it. So everyone, I love it still. So can we all agree, um, since this is a spoiler episode, we're going to drop something right now. Yeah, BB-8, the entire Sith Lord army. I give, I give, <laughs> I give BB-8 a solid lighters up. Uh, holy shit, I man. fucking uh, love BB-8. I did not see that coming, man. He <laughs> fucking just killed everybody. So And it was like, holy shit, like Hitler came out of it. It was, <laughs> it was fucking, no, I'm kidding. No, BB-8 was awesome. And I Actually, someone did a good editorial cartoon where they had like BB-8 at a bar and all these people were crowding around. I'm like, oh, BB-8, BB-8. But then it shows like uh, Jar Jar Binks and somebody else in the Star Wars thing. I think it was an Ewok or something like that. But it was all like, we were loved ones too. <laughs> or something like that. But I'm like, Jar Jar, you would never love. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, uh, the Ewoks, yeah. There were people who were like, oh, Ewoks are cute. And then George had to go in there and like, oh, let's make them blink. <laughs> you know what? It only served to remind us how creepy the <laughs> too real, <laughs> too real, yeah, too real. Oh, it's too much. Lucas, <laughs> dial it back, dial too, it back. Too much, um, no, too much, the, George. Uh, the, uh, Calm down. The uh, power of math uh, bears blank now. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. So R two D two iconic in yeah. the Star Wars universe. Love R two D two. But fucking BB eight. I I mean, the fact that he's he's practical, he's actually real, and he has so much emotion. Yeah. And it. Very, it really shows in the movie his little beeps and yeah. and quirks that he do. If you listen closely, you can actually hear him say like BB-8. Yeah, BB-8. You know they like, had uh, they had two people who were actually serving as consultants. Yeah, voice consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those was Bill Hader. Yeah. So then, I'm uh, like, no ben, wonder he's got the comedic timing going on. Ben Schwartzman. Um, yeah. Ben yes. Yeah. So. Um, like that, that's pretty cool. Well, that they're like, it's not just random beeps and whistles. It's they put some thought into well, it. Well, that was like, also like that was like R two D two though. R two D two had those kind of like he had beeps and emotions with his beeps yeah. and his screams. And so he did. I think R two D two kind of paved the way to be like, yeah, R two D two is iconic and same with C three PO. But we want to also bring in. It was kind of what I kind of liked about this was they were kind of bringing in. It's like here's the old, but we are bringing in the new because it's like the old isn't going to be around for you know ever kind of thing. So we want to introduce new stuff that's going to take over for the things so i think the bb8 is kind of like the new r2d2 absolutely uh, you know and so yeah. on and so forth with some of these characters so you're kind of like oh, okay that's fine but it, it wasn't like anything like a basically what i liked about bb8 is they used him and they used him well his comic timing was perfect in this movie but it wasn't the over exaggerated of here's jar jar binks and he's just going to be constantly in your fucking face for no reason like this thing was worked out perfect especially like i love the fact like i mean we're going to get into it but like like when they're zooming around and stuff and he literally has to like kind of position himself. Like, I'm like, well, how the fuck does he get around? I know he's a ball. There's only so much he could do. <laughs> rolls, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, you know, he like and rolls. things yeah. pop oh, out. You're like, Oh, okay. You know, kind of like keep building. Yeah. Keep him stationary. So, um, but yeah, so trailers, I think did a great job of not blowing everything for everybody. Um, but yeah, BB eight, I think is, uh, and they market that thing. Well, we had no idea what BB eight was going to be. We had no idea like how important he was going to be in this yeah, story. Yeah, didn't know if he that. was going to be a major player or just something that was there. Yeah. And, and they like, like were just like, nope, here's a market, here's the, here's the toy. Now it's like, I think if you didn't go out and buy that toy after seeing this movie, you're like, no, nah, I kind of want this toy now. 
Um, I like the thing. Actually, the thing we saw before the movie I thought was funny with J.J. Abrams actually saying how he took a BB-8 home. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm like, fuck yeah, who wouldn't take that? Like, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I stole one of those. Yeah. No, everyone's He's in else, my everyone, Yeah, everyone's else like, I got a lightsaber. He's like, fuck you, I'm taking all the BB-8s. You know, everybody's got lightsabers. Who's got this thing? Um, yeah, no, the, the BB-8 is awesome. I, I love the fact that they are kind of passing the torch without it being a sharp, like, See this droid? We're just going to make you think. We're we're just going to force you to believe that this is the replacement for R two D two. Instead, we're actually like showing how the transition has happened. Yeah, it's it was very well done. Yeah, and there's so well many done. little things. Um, you can just you can just tell that it was made by a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's the thing about it that that really struck me as you look at it. And there's so many little things that aren't even like you you get a lot of the things that. You know, you have to do the lowest common denominator stuff where you have to point out certain things because some people in the audience just won't get it otherwise. Yes. Um, you, you've seen uh, Dogma with the commentary track on, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you I'm not, not with the commentary track on. On the commentary track in Dogma, there's one part where he's talking about how Jason Lee's character goes into that, that house and the first thing he does is turn on the air conditioning and he's sitting here he's got a monologue about how great air conditioning is and he's standing directly in front of a vent and kevin smith says and see those red ribbons tied to the vent to show you that air is moving that's because we have to assume that a certain percentage of our audience is going to be stupid enough to not realize even though he's talking about the cold air that the air's on unless they see movement (laughs) yeah so there are some elements of that where there's like certain things where they have to kind of spoon feed you where we probably got it, but then they throw the line in there for the people who are, you know, a little slower. But I think there was quite a few things in there as well that they didn't spoon feed it. So if you didn't know already, if you didn't there, catch it, there was a lot of Easter eggs that were literally like, if, oh, you had when, those you, too, when you yeah. saw it, you were it, like, holy shit! But it was very quick. Oh yeah, if you blinked during the part, you'd miss it. You'd miss yeah. it. Like they they did not try to sit there and go like. <laughs> oh, your father was Jedi, you know, and you're like, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, they yeah. didn't die another day. It is what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh my gosh, that was the most blatant attempt at. Hey, look at all these previous movies we made. Can we show you something from them, please, Be- so you can not pay attention to how horrible this one is? Um, <laughs> um, they didn't do that. They did do it more like Spectre, where you had brief glimpses of things yes. and it fit. Um, That's what was so great about it. Um, basically what we're saying is it, it wasn't a trap. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought they did a very good job with it. And the one thing I want to dive into, um, I know we're going to talk about this movie, dissect this movie. And again, I'm, I'm going to see it again for the second, like third time this week, probably as well. Cause my dad hasn't seen it, but it was funny. Like uh, the one thing I have to notice is too, is like, I was very careful with shit. Cause as soon as I got done, like seeing the movie and then yeah. I went to like Christmas, Everyone's like, oh, you get to see the movie. I'm like, has everybody seen it? Everyone's like, no. And I'm all like, no. Yeah. Okay. That's why I love. Are you in the uh, the Facebook group? Yes. The secondary Facebook group? Are you? In the spoiler uh, group? Oh, no, I'm not in the spoiler group. Oh, you should jump in there. We're, we're having these kind of discussions all the time. It's oh, awesome. Oh, see, I didn't know. It's, that's, that's what spoiler. I like about being online is the fact that, yes, there are a lot of people online who haven't seen it yet. And so I've been very careful not to post spoilers openly in public channels. Um, but... 
there are you know little hideaways online too where people who have seen the movie can get together and i'm a member of one of these groups it's got several members and we've had some really good conversations about stuff uh theories and just yeah, the, things that maybe people missed and you know yeah, posting that, funny memes that also have spoilers and stuff like that it's you guys yeah that's actually totally some of the that. stuff i i wanted to dive into but before like the one thing i want to say is like we were talking about this earlier before we saw the movie is a lot of people are jumping on and like they're trying to be either hipster or you know whatever <laughs> and they're like star wars i don't care about star wars da, 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 da. it's like okay that's fine that's great right. but you to be that would be like uh that would be like if matthew was a huge fan of quentin tarantino and he's like oh i'm gonna go see the hateful eight and me just knowing that he's a huge fan of quentin tarantino would just be like oh the hateful eight i'm not gonna see that it's all like well okay you'd be yeah exactly no, so, see that's fine if you're like oh hey i'm not because you know, that's how i am i'm like uh tarantino doesn't really hasn't done it for me in quite some time However, well, you know, when I'm you not going sit to sit there and let him do all the I'm not going area. to write an editorial piece about how The Hateful Eight is not a movie yeah. because I don't happen to like it. And, um, and that's the kind of thing we're seeing. We should probably go ahead and just drop the – we should probably just go ahead and jump into spoiler talk now because yeah, one particular uh, criticism that I've seen repeatedly – uh, over the course of the time that this movie has been out uh, that I think spoiler. if we start – if we start delving into that, we're going to get into Yeah, no, that's fine. That's let's fine. Just, yeah, let's just, so let's just do it. at this point, right now, guys, yeah. if you've been listening, waiting for us to drop the hammer, the this, hammer has been dropped. This is the hammer. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. 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 Matthew, can I get a spoiler from you? Spoilers. Eric? Spoilers. Spoilers. All right. You've spoilers. been warned. You have been warned. You know. Fast cars with spoilers. Oh. Oh, dude, you just ruined the plot to Fast and the Furious Eight. Oh, damn it. And Star Trek Beyond, evidently, because everybody is assuming that just because oh Justin Lin's director, it's going to be Fast and Furious in space. I no, really, I don't actually, care, you know what? Fast I re- and Furious, the first one was actually a good flick. No, so actually, you know yeah. what? I hope, I hope, I hope they, I hope they just do that. Like, look, I hope Vin Diesel shows up. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> like at the end, at the end, you just see the Enterprise and another <laughs> Enterprise another roll, <laughs> another Enterprise roll up, and the window comes out as Vin Diesel and be like, let's race. The, like, oh! the shuttle bay door goes down, and yeah. you just see him like <laughs> nodding his head. <laughs> And then he like floats us. You see the the engines, and then at the end, at the yeah. end it's all like Star Trek Tokyo Drift is the next one. It's like wait what? With, oh. with family now. Yeah, uh, that would be that, that would be horrible. Uh, anyway, so, right, so yeah, go ahead. Okay. So so here's the thing that I've seen the most out of people who are complaining about the movie, and some of these some people are saying, oh, it was good, but mm-hmm. and then the thing that I'm always hearing is that it's essentially a remake of Episode Four. See, I disagree with that because I, I think. Do I. Matthew, I, what's no, your no. take? I'm, I'm just curious. Real. Oh, that's fine. No, no, not in depth. But do you think it was like a carbon copy of Episode Four? No. Okay. I disagree because I'm like, first off, people, not only is it a carbon copy of Episode Four, but you got to throw five in there too, dumbasses. <laughs> there was Hoth on that planet. Come on. Yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. only gonna focus on one fucking movie, you might as well just do it. You know. I don't but, think it was a carbon copy. Do I think they have a lot of throwbacks and their yeah. similarities? Definitely. Absolutely. And not just not just throwbacks to the original movies, but there are definitely some plot designs and some thematic elements that are definite definitely pulled from the original trilogy and especially from episode four. Yeah. But I I watched episode four last night, as a matter of fact, because I'd heard all this and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch them boom one day, then the next and see if it really feels like a, a remake. And it does not. Yes, there are some similar elements, and if you break it down into basic plot points, you could find reason to believe that. I mean, you talk about, like, okay, you've got the the unknown kid, basically, who is going to end up being our Force user, 
stumbles across a droid that happens to to contain military information necessary for this rebellion slash uh, insurgency slash uh, resistance. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so you do have that going on. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, And then she meets up with the the older, more wise person who has to uh, help her along her way. Um, So you've got that kind of element going on. Of course, you've got the bad guy dressed all in black with a mask. Okay, yeah. well, they kind of, they already kind of told you that, that, like, uh, Rilo Ken, uh, Kylo Ren, I keep calling him Rilo Ken. That's his twin brother. <laughs> I'm Rilo Ken! <laughs> Hadouken! Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's Ken, Ry- Ken and Ryu, my bad. <laughs> um, uh, Kylo Ren, where it's all like, he, they already kind of stated that he was, like, a super, like, a huge fan. They didn't mention, like, anything, but they were just like, he's a huge fan of Darth Vader. So you can kind of go, well, if I'm a huge fan of Darth Vader, of course I'm going to construct, like, a lightsaber like his. I'm going to, you know, wear kind of like an mouching, you yeah. know, kind of kind of try to follow he, in this guy's footsteps. Yeah, he idolizes like Vader, and that's made clear even in the trailers, mm-hmm, because yeah. he does show him, like, I'm going to finish what you started. And then they show the mask of, of Vader, which a lot of people during the trailers mm-hmm. were like, well, how the hell did he get that? Well, now it makes sense now that we know, because yeah. obviously Luke would have known mm-hmm. where it was since he right. was there when they were burning the body. And mm-hmm. he probably at some point, probably in an attempt to steer him away from the dark side, showed him. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, here's but... the here's the burial <laughs> ground where I buried my dad. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, I'll just give you a map. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen <laughs> the original trilogy, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You've heard this story. Well, the map is located in a BB-8 unit. If you find that... Oh. No, but yeah, but okay. There's definitely some similarities, and of course you have you know the big things like people. Oh, that's just another new Death Star. Well, they said that. They basically pointed out that yes, it's a it's a bigger, badder Death Star, Uh and that's fine. Okay, well, it's, this, it's fine. The problem is, is everyone's trying to revisit these movies for you know so many years. They're trying to come up. They're trying to. Ref, they're basically you're trying to grab a new audience and still retain the old audience. Okay, but the same thing happened with Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. There's so many people that came out afterwards. Like we're like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And then other people came out going like, Oh my god, they just did this. And it's like, okay, first off, if you're really going to the movies, this is all I'm going to say now. If you're really going to the movies and expecting a life changing fucking thing to happen after you see a movie, you're an idiot okay you go to the movies for entertainment okay if i left star wars and i was like oh, man oh my god this like if i literally left star wars episode seven, i was like this was worse than episode one then there's a problem yeah. okay but i came out going like i really enjoyed this movie yeah. it took me back there was parts where i'm just all like oh wow and i just like the practical effects i mean yeah they yeah. had to use cgi where they needed to use cgi but at the time i was actually it wa- was seamless enough that unless you showed me side by side green screen shots I wouldn't be able to pick out all the CGI elements. Yeah, because there were some things Whereas I was looking at. Whereas with episode one, everything was CGI, so it didn't matter. Yeah, because I was looking at creatures going like, okay, is that CG? No, that's that's a puppetry. No, they built that. Okay, that's like, like I was trying to pick out like, okay, what's CGI, what's not CGI? Yeah. So he did a very good job of that. But like you were saying, yeah, so we have these people who are just trying to, I think they're just trying to shit on everyone's point. Um, you, you do get that. You get the uh, the people who are like, hey, uh, okay, so this thing is really popular right now, so how can I get myself some attention? I know. I'll buck the trend. I'll be the guy who says it sucks, and I'll try to make up ridiculous reasons so as we, to why. Can we do that with hipsters now? Because they're the trend. We can just be like, hipsters fucking suck, so... But- Hipsters do suck. So. No, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're I mean, that's been going on for a while. Yeah, that's not really a, a yeah. new thing. But anyway, so we, we dive into episode seven. Again, spoilers, everybody. But uh starts off, it just takes you back long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Credits go scrolling. You, you you're get like, the familiar title scrawl. Um, uh, tells you what's been happening throughout episode six to where we are now. Yeah. You know, um, Princess Leia is now... 
like general a, yeah general Leia. Leia, um, Organa, and uh, she is has a resistance base, mm-hmm. and she sends her best pirate or pirate <laughs> pilot <laughs> yeah Poe. Po it wasn't Asian. I don't know. Poe Dameron. Dameron. Yeah, I have uh, I have the IMDb page pulled up just in po, case we need a po, reference. Oh, cool. Yep. Okay, yeah, Poe. So, um, Popo sends him on a mission to. Oh, we uh, sent him to Popo after death. He's the Pobro. To go down Bro-po. to, uh, um, Chica- Jakku. Jakku, thank Jakku. you. To meet with a uh, an adversary about this. Uh, what do you guys want to call it? Uh, basically, a key, a, a, a treasure map. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, a it's a map. A map. Um. Yeah, essentially, in the title scroll, they tell us straight up that Shit. Luke Skywalker is AWOL. He's like, peace out, guys. I can't even. Piss guys. off. <laughs> yeah. The Luke fuck? Skywalker literally can't even at this point. The fuck um, you go. And so bad things are happening in the the galaxy. Yes. And, uh, the First Order. The First Order has, we been, have the Sith, has, has risen the Empire, from the ashes and now we have the first of the order. Empire. Yeah. They're trying to be like Xbox. They're, we did Xbox, Xbox 360, and now we're doing Xbox um, One. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're going, yeah. Back. <laughs> they're going back. They are. Exactly. They literally are. They are. Yeah, we have yeah. we have General Hux, who is basically Hitler McGinger Pants. Because, yeah. Hey, who knew that Weasley kid could act, man? He does a yeah. good job. Yeah. He does a really good job. Um, His speech is good. Yeah. Oh, scary good. You're like, hmm. Uh, I also love the fact that he's one of the few people who can can stand up to Kylo Ren. It doesn't really have the same power, I feel, as um, Vader. In Episode Four, when uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, like, just he just bitch slaps Vader. Basically, mm-hmm. he's like, "Stop it!" Yeah. <laughs> and Vader's like, at that point, you know, yeah, he's probably older than Vader, but not by a lot. He's mm-hmm. not like it, Vader's a kid in yeah. Episode Four. You know yeah. what I mean? So. The fact that everybody else is like terrified of Vader, except for this this one guy who opens his mouth and gets choked for it, mm-hmm. and then Tarkin's like, "Sit down and shut up, Vader." He's like, "All right." <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, I want to be Tarkin." <laughs> You're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where's your dad? Oh, oh shit. Go, yeah, go to your room. Oh, oh, oh. Um, little. Yeah. So, bitch. so Hux does have a little bit of that in that he's willing to stand up. He, he's basically on equal footing. With Kylo Ren, as far as yeah. in the eyes of the supreme leader, mm. uh, Snoke, who Snoke. An, uh, that's another uh, theory fodder, right? Yeah, there, yeah. I, I've heard of Snoke. I, I found I, which is weird because like some of the theories I've heard have actually pulled some stuff from Episode Three mm-hmm. uh, to come up with that. But I did not know this until the credits were rolling because you could see things. We saw it in 3D. Uh, Andy Serkis was Snoke. Snoke. Yeah, mm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But then I'm like, okay, is that a, we got a CGI character? Get Andy. <laughs> um, it's Snoke. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. There's there's a lot of talk. The most prevalent Snoke. theory I've seen is that he's Darth Plagueis, who was, okay. uh, as far as I recall, only briefly mentioned in Episode Three as somebody who he was uh, Palpatine's master. Yes, when Palpatine was was an apprentice. He's supposed to be dead because Palpatine was supposed to have killed him. However, in Episode 3, they also point out that he had become such a powerful Sith Lord that he had been able to control the midi-chlorians to the point of being able to extend life. So it is possible that he didn't actually die or he was able to come back in some capacity. He's obviously pretty fucked up. I mean, you see... His face is 
with yeah, he's towards. actually we're seen some better days. Yeah. What I'm actually curious about is everyone keeps pushing towards like this new like apprentice. They're always they're always getting an apprentice. I wonder if they're pushing the apprentices I, so they could take over I, their bodies to become young. I think that uh, if it is Plagueis, he's rejected the the old Sith ways because it, it, the Sith ways they're always they always said it's only two master and apprentice. And that's it. Um, now we're dealing with the Knights of Ren. Yeah, and, uh, Kylo was, was supposed to be the master of him, and you don't really see a whole lot except in was he Ray's supposed to be flashback. the master, or he was the last of him? He said "master" was the line. He said, "Even you, Kylo, master of the Knights of Ren, has never faced. Have never faced a so challenge." So maybe I just misheard it because I thought he said, "I know, even you, the last of the Knights of Ren." But um, I'm pretty sure it was "master." But either way, I'd have to watch it a third time just to find out. Oh shit! <laughs> um, fuck it, let's go. Um, either way. I'm curious to know about the Knights of Ren. Yeah, and I think we see some of them in, in the Ray's flashback. Yes, we do. The question they're, is, they're, how far back is that? Because like that's six obvious. Of them, five or six of them. Yeah, they're like all standing, standing in like yeah, a half like circle, standing around him, and one of them's got like a a staff that has some type of uh, like I don't know, maybe their crest or something on yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. So the question is, is he the last of, or is he the master of, or both you know, was he the master but everybody else is dead so they're yeah. trying to because he's obviously trying to recruit it basically as soon as they find out like oh hey this chick's force sensitive bring her to me and we'll try to we'll see if we can uh, mm -hmm. we can get her on our side um so yeah you get you you have that whole situation going on and i, I wonder because he's not they're obviously not using the darth title right so he, he they're using this ren title instead so either this guy's entirely new somebody we haven't seen before or if it is Darth Plagueis, he has rejected the the Sith ways and started his own thing. Kind of evolved. Yeah, <clears throat> I would. It's like new management it comes in. Look, I know cool. I know Vader and Darth was a big <laughs> big thing, but we're gonna synergize some stuff here. Let's go, Ren. Yeah. Ren sounds it's catchy, you know. I just I have trouble thinking that uh, he could be anybody that was associated with the Sith unless he completely rejected it. Because obviously Kylo idolizes Vader so much, if he had even the slightest chance of taking on Darth as a title, mm -hmm. he would have. Yeah. You know, he'd be jumping all over that shit. Yeah. Be like, I'm Darth Ben. Motherfuckers, watch out. <laughs> Darth Ben. Like, I'm eh. Darth Ben. We're going we're gonna to have to work on that. We're gonna, we're gonna, Big Ben? No, okay, just, just stop. Uh, oh. Um... <laughs> Darth Big Ben. <laughs> now, okay, so when that when that part happened, uh, I mean, we're jumping all over the place, but speaking of like uh, Kylo Ren's character, anyways, when it when that part part was actually released the first time when you saw it in the theaters, when you were like, oh shit, that's Han Solo's kid. Did you guys see that coming at all, or no? Well, there was a that was another thing that there was a lot of speculation of before the movie came out. It's like, who is Kylo Ren? It, it was for some reason everybody assumed he was related to somebody. There was a lot of speculation that he was one of Luke's kids. Mm -hmm. um, I had I had only seen I think one spec like brief and didn't get much traction speculation that it was Han and Leia's kid, mm -hmm. um, even though that's what it ended up being. But there was there was spe people were saying that it was Luke Skywalker. That's how he, he wasn't missing. He was actually acting. I'm like, dude, guys, we've seen the we've seen the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Um, um yeah, the, we hired this guy to play Rilo Ken, fully masked and everything. That, but when the mask comes off, it will be Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I didn't. Wouldn't be the first time they pulled shit like that. Yeah. Just ask David Prowse. Um, Going but, into it, I did not know any that he had any relation to Leia or. Or Han. So um, 
when you first see him and he's talking to that that dude on Jakku, which I hope you get to learn more about that guy because obviously yeah. Um, what, what's that guy's name? He's um, a friend. I, he's somebody from oh, the old um, Republic. oh somebody... Max von Sydow. Yeah, I think his characters. It. But his uh, his actual uh, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy who plays him. But it's Lord Son Tekka. Yeah, yeah. I I I feel like he's like an uncle or something, or maybe not by well, obviously not by blood, but like an uncle of Leia. Okay. Um, I know she's he's. I, I believe he's from Alderaan, which is why she she'll, she'll always be royalty to me. Yeah. Um, because but, to her she's a prince. To him she's a princess. Yeah. Um, I I believe that's where he comes in. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know if that's anything out of the EU or if that's just something that they've done for this, but right. Um, but he makes a comment, <laughs> especially when they first come face to face with each other, like yeah. you know. I know who you are. I know where you come from. Yeah. And this isn't you. And uh, so that's really the first time that you're like, oh, okay, well, this guy has some relation so, to some. Yeah. What, yeah. Some we're the... we're going to know where he's yeah. from, too, obviously, or this wouldn't be wouldn't be a talking point. But when they when they uh, disclose that it's, you know, been in Leia's kid. I, yeah. The first time I saw I Blue, like I was how like, they, oh, shit, damn. Yeah. I like how they did that How with even though you, you kind of saw it coming a little bit. Because you all of a sudden Han's involved and then, you know, he's there, but he's talking to Snoke and Snoke's the one who actually says it. Mm. He says, "By the, you know, now you're about to be tested pretty damn hard because the thing you want is in the hands of your dad." Yeah. And so, I, I kind of like how they did that, um, as 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 opposed to a face to face like waiting until a face to face conversation con- confrontation between those two <laughs> for it. Just like another kind uh, of. Another transparent or uh, you know yeah. telegraphed, I am your father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah. then they also make sure that we know that Leia is the mother, even though they're separated. They want us to they want us to know that it's Han and Leia's kids specifically. Yeah, and they do that by when he's talking to Vader, when he's talking to Vader's burnt up helmet, he says grandfather. Right. Yeah. So it's like uh, okay, so he's definitely Leia's kid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, it's just uh. So yeah. So. What I like is too is like a lot of people were complaining like certain plot po- like like plot things or like oh this is like a remake or what they one question I really had so the Millennium Falcon just being left on that planet and it was stolen I'm like you're trying to tell me you're like the best smuggler in the world thief and everything like that and you got your own ship stolen from you <laughs> I okay I'm not gonna believe that shit I'm sorry well that happened in the original trilogy too he lost it in a poker game uh, no 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 yeah, Lando <laughs> lost it in a poker game. <laughs> There's a difference between gambling with your ship and getting it stolen. Now, if he said, I lost it in a bet, then I'd be like, all right, I know you're a gambler. Okay, luck isn't on your side. But you said stolen. There's a difference between stolen and gambling with it. So well, I like that it's just sitting in the, the scrapyard with the bay like the bay door open, just like, anybody just can come go. on and take well, it out. <laughs> and here's a, here's where I, I read the novelization of the book last week. Oh, nice. Um, and it's it, it follows along pretty closely. In fact, actually, I was... If anything, a little disappointed actually in the novelization because it was written by Alan Dean Foster, who's a fantastic sci-fi writer, and so I was really, I was kind of expecting a lot of, of embellishment and added detail, and there wasn't a ton. Yeah. In fact, there were some points when I felt like the movie actually totally outclassed the book in in drama, and so I was like, okay. But there were a few things that were added, not like whole scenes or anything. We got like, I can only think off the top of my head of one like entire scene 
that was in the book that wasn't in the movie. Uh, in the book, they do actually explore, like after they show Finn waking up from crashing the TIE fighter, they go back and they show Poe waking up okay. from crashing the TIE fighter and looking for looking for Finn. So they show the other side of that as well. Um, but there is, uh, in that scene, they're talking about how when she's going for the ship and she's like, no, no, that one's garbage and let's go for this one. And then it gets blown up and like, okay, I guess we're taking the garbage. And she points out that she sneaks in there at night and like fiddles around with shit. That's how she oh, knew the ship. That's how she knew oh, it okay. would work, even yeah. though it wasn't great. And the reason that they weren't able to, that Han wasn't able to find it until mm. they went away is because until it was powered up, the locator that he had on it didn't have any power. So it wasn't ah. transmitting a signal until they powered it up. As soon as they powered it up, that's when he's like, oh shit, there it is. Let's See, go. he does make a comment about how he was able to locate the Millennium Falcon, but yeah. um, again, that was just, it was like a really quick line and then it was on to the next thing. Yeah. You know? So um, it, it might've been just something that got cut out of the, the final cut to save space or time. But yeah, in the, in the book, it does explain a little bit more about, you know, the fact that she's not just going from just the Star Destroyer to the junkyard and back and forth every single day. She Out does there. other stuff yeah. as well and yeah. hangs around. And that's how she learns all this stuff is basically sneaking around at night when nobody's watching. And so let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about the new characters. Okay. They're uh, obviously these are our characters. Mm -hmm. This this is where we're at now. So these are going to be the people driving the story forward. Exactly. In episode eight, nine. And I think they're awesome. I love every single one of them. I love Poe. I love Finn. I love Ray. Um, I love them. Yes, they the casting's great. I think Ray especially is going to be a fucking superstar. Can we just yeah let's let's just take just a moment to talk about Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, she's a, she's got one of those faces that when she's just standing there, she's very very plain. Not not ugly or bad in any way, but just very plain. But the second she smiles, you can, you want to smile too. You're just like, oh yes. <laughs> and especially when she gets that big smile, scrunches her face. It's like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I've yeah. I think I'm just gonna since I'm like, you know what? Next year, I'm gonna make her my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um. Tell you what, oh, she she was fantastic. No, I, she was really. I think she's, and she's doing a great uh, job in the acting department, but she also is. Just perfect for that part, I think. She's no, got it's... The, the ruggedness that is necessary while still being cute and pretty, too. When no, I... It's a, well, that's the thing. Like, every <laughs> character that they introduce you to in this one, uh, I've liked. I'm like, I'm on board with them. Like, shit happens to them. I'm like, nah. I'm like, if you literally tell me in the, like, in the next movie, like, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen, but if literally Finn, like, died in the next movie, I'd be pissed. Shut your I'd, I'd be like, mouth. let's fucking kill... I'm like, kill... Kill Kylo Ren. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of thing. But it's like, but I did like the thing. I liked it because what I like about it is like Finn has like an idea at some point, like where he what he wants to do with shit. But then it's like everyone calls him out on his shit. He's all like, <laughs> it's the right thing to do. He's like, you don't have a pilot. I don't have a pilot. <laughs> yeah. kind of, like you know. That's when, uh, yeah, that's when Finn, I, yeah, meets Poe because Poe gets captured and, and yeah, Finn's and a big and a big bromance. I love how we meet Poe too. When he's oh, faced yeah. that that whole scene, we we meet Poe, we meet Kylo Ren for the first time, and we get to see uh, awesome Ren has it. some some really s sweet powers. He doesn't just toss people around with the Force; he actually holds them in place. Yeah. And in the um, 
in the in the novelization they actually describe that more as it, it's not that he's like holding them in place physically like like somebody holding you down it's more that he's actually restricting mentally uh-huh. your non uh your motor skills yeah your your um what do they call it the <laughs> I don't. I don't. I would. I would refer to your, it. your voluntary. Your voluntary oh, uh, motor skills. So you can still. You're still breathing. You're still. Your heart's still beating because that's involuntary. But yeah. anything that you want to do, you can't. So you, you're. You want to move, but you can't. Um, but he also stops that blaster bolt in midair. Yeah, was and it just just keeps it. And there. it just chills there yeah. until. He just were, he just walks away and like I guess he just wasn't paying attention enough anymore and then all of a sudden yeah oh, oh yeah. wait we forgot about that that's a, yeah that was so awesome well yeah it, even when Poe gets there they knock him down he's he's literally kneeling down in front of Kylo Ren and he's like so who's who's <laughs> gonna start first, this you, you talk, talk first this? Yeah. How, how does do this, this work <laughs> and that with this like his snarky just fucking sarcastic ass tone you're just like okay i like this guy well also, yeah like, i'm having trouble understanding with this apparatus um so yeah we get to see uh, kylo who's uh, obviously the big bad in this film and his his seriousness yet even in that scene we get to see some of his impetuousness we get to see some of his not necessarily thinking everything through he just automatically assumes like okay well the old man pissed me off, so I'm going to cut him in half. Oh, crap. I suppose I should have tried to figure out what he did with that. Yeah. yeah. I was coming here looking for first. Well, oh, luckily, well, that really, pissed off the pilot who shot at me, and now I found him. Yeah. Like, it really does show with him, like, you can see his age. Like, you can see that he's, like, he wants to be this great, you know, uh, Sith Lord and everything like that, but... He still has. He still has like the mind of like because uh, I don't know what the age is on these kids. I'm guessing like they're got to be in their. Teens. I think he's supposed. I I, I want to say there's he's supposed to be in early twenties or something like uh, that. But an emotionally stunted early twenties. Dude's got yeah. He's got daddy issues. He's got mommy and daddy issues, and there's Star Wars daddy issues. There's scenes throughout the movie where he throws tantrums and it's which I absolutely he just loses, he, he's very. He's very emotional. He he runs off his emotions rather than being smart and, mm-hmm. and thinking things through. Uh, but I do like that. Like we were saying, like certain like certain general, like the one general stands up to him and you know, like basically be like, "Hey, shut up, do this or whatnot." But I just like the one where the one has to come in and tell him the bad news, and even before he even speaks, just that actor's <laughs> face when he comes to the like, screen, just like, <laughs> um, "Not hey, happy to be here today." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, the droid is. Uh, I so I, th- I so thought about calling out sick today. Yeah, <laughs> and you can just Shit. even tell like they because no one wants to be in the room with this guy when he fucking loses it kind of thing, which oh yeah, I, I, later comes into play again <laughs> for a great comedic moment yeah. in the movie as well. So um, yeah, but yeah, so we have all yeah, so basically you find out about Finn uh, also in the beginning where he's like I don't want to be a part of this. Now here's here's my theory on the whole. Finn situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that Finn was actually the first awakening in the Force, as far as somebody suddenly coming into it, because that's how it seemed to me. Like he he saw his friend die, which also was a brilliant move by JJ. Right at the very beginning of the movie, where we're getting the sense that these stormtroopers, yes, they're dressed in plastic and they're all the same, and we're supposed to think of them. In, in the old films, as we were clones. always supposed to think of them as disposable. Yeah. Whether they were clones or whether they were droids or whatever they were, they were always disposable. 
We weren't supposed to give a crap about what happened to stormtroopers ever. And right at the very beginning, he's showing this moment where one stormtrooper goes down and another one's like, and it's like, no, these are, these are soldiers. Mm -hmm. These, you know, they don't think they're fighting for evil. They think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it, it isn't until something clicks and that's what you see, even without being able to see his face, you, you see that moment where he's like, something right here this this does not feel right and i think that's where he starts kind of coming into that and i think that happened well before ray touched the lightsaber and i think that's when it happened for her because i don't think you know there may have been some you know with her being able to to be such a good pilot and stuff like that there may have been some force action at play there Mm -hmm. but i don't think it was quote-unquote awoken until she touched that saber. And Snoke had already talked about an awakening before that point. So I really think that... Oh, yeah, that's right. Do I think they were talking about it? Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and they, they did set that up to be a pretty good thing, because even Finn said, you know, he's like, look, I was taken from my home as an infant. It's like, this is the only life I know. I don't know anything about my, yeah. my family I'm never going to go back to. So, again, you also have these people who are basically just taking children mm-hmm. and basically breeding them for this army kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, I mean, they keep saying, like, Luke is the last of the Jedi, and there's no more Jedis and stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure if Luke went out and started training more people... Yeah, and you know, obviously the dark side got you know. Yeah, there's more... there's always been a bit of confusion in between the 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 canon of the movies mm-hmm. and the the extended universe of the books and such as to just how uh, what percentage of the population is potentially force sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them it's it's like practically one out of five mm-hmm. could be force sensitive, in which case they could in theory be trained. Um, whereas in other storylines, it's more like one in 10,000. So it's very rare and few and far between. And then of those, only one out of a hundred of those even are strong enough to actually be trained as a Jedi or something like that. So, so it's Finn like, uh, Mace Windu's like great, 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 great. Chan- I really, <laughs> I really hope they don't make him related to anybody we've seen already. No, I know. I, I think just... that really downplays i think they've done a really good job at the diversity thing going on here and if they make him lando's kid or related to mace windu they're like just basically they're basically saying hey look we only had one black family in the entire (laughs) this entire galaxy okay they're like wait well what happened to your son man i lost him in a gambling thing is there anything you don't gamble then it's, uh, no. then, it's, then it's like they're making you know Star Wars the next generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay. No, with... I think I, I actually like that idea. Uh, not the Mace Windu thing or uh, anybody being related, but I like the idea where it's like, um, you know, it's like we get to we actually get to see a stormtrooper like outside of its yeah. you know stormtrooper nest. Yeah, you, you get to you get to see that humanity of it. And yes, they're still the bad guys. You still see a lot of them die, and you're you're not really supposed to feel each and every one of them. But at the same time. It does kind of gray that area between right and right, you know, because they're not inherently evil. Yes, some of them are. Obviously, General Hux is and Mm. Snoke is and Kylo Ren is. But the rank and file, they don't they're just doing what they're told and what they've been trained to do from the very beginning. Um, In the novelization, they even point out it's not just training Mm -hmm. that they receive. You know, they're basically from birth raised to be whatever they're going to be. And it's not just training, but it's also propaganda. They're fed information in such a way that they believe one version of the story. So they 
grow up feeling that they're fighting for the side of right and justice, mm-hmm. that they're fighting against this evil republic that's out to get them, because that's what they've been told. That's the only information they've had access to their entire lives. Yeah. So, um, what actually one stormtrooper I want to talk about where uh, we saw it in the trailers and we're like, oh, this is cool. It's like a silver stormtrooper. Yes. I do have to touch upon this because I really felt like. Okay, are you the Boba Fett, uh, the Boba <laughs> Fett of this thing? Because you didn't, you really, I'm like, I'm hoping you step up in the next one, but you didn't really do shit in this one. What was it, Captain? Uh, Captain Phasma. 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 Yeah. Phasma yeah, Phasma. Now, now sure, the girl, but... the woman who plays her is, of course, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, um, she's the one who plays Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was super excited because I'm like, oh, cool! They put like a female general in charge of these things. I'm like, okay, you're doing a lot of diversity, you know, in this entire movie, which is great. But then, really, then after I saw it, I was like, I was like, I think about it, she didn't do shit. She she really didn't. Uh, she was there for show. Now I hope they get more into her story. Yeah, that would be cool. I would love to see her back, and I'd love to see more into her story. Um, sure. I agree. If, there's some backstory on her that you can find in it's official canon because it's official Lucasfilm stuff, but in the visual guide mm-hmm. to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, they have some like backstory about how she got her silver armor. Like she took the the actual the the silver the the chromium plating or whatever she took from like some battle she won or like there's a whole like thing to it okay and so I'm it's, like, almost, that's, it's that's like a trophy cool. yeah no and that's fine i just felt like you kind of made this really cool character but then didn't do shit with it and that to me was kind of like oh fuck you know kind of like i want to kind of see more about this thing yeah. hopefully you touch upon it just don't be like no oh no that captain no she died in the in the garbage chute yeah no they put it in the <laughs> garbage compactor and turned that shit on she yeah. didn't. She didn't have C three PO to save her ass. <laughs> oh my! Oh dear! <laughs> that, that was a great moment too. Does this thing have a trash compactor? Yes, yes it, it does. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love. Actually, that was a great part too. With uh, you know, uh, when Han and uh, Leia meet up. I know we're jumping all over the place. It's just with like, because everyone's going like, Luke's not in the trailer. This person's not in the trailer. C three PO's not in the trailer. <laughs> and then just C three PO's like in coming into the movie. You're just like, yeah, that fits. you probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. Of uh, my yeah. red arm, you know. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, then Finn obviously is not brainwashed anymore. Uh, Eric's theory: The Force Awakens in him. That's that's my His theory Force for, for a couple, a couple of, reasons. of times. So he's like, oh, yeah, well, every time he saw Ray. Um, but what's that blue thing? It's not a lightsaber. <laughs> oh shit, none. Uh, it's where's it's my blaster? Fairly well established in the extended universe that. It's virtually impossible to fight with a lightsaber unless you do have some sort of force sense because it's just too hard to wield. It's too there's no there's no weighted balance. There's nothing for you to to respond to as far as weight. And so it's been shown again. This is in the extended universe where which does not count technically towards uh, canon. That's why the only time you see anybody wield a lightsaber other than a Jedi or a Sith is when Han cuts open the Tauntaun. Yeah, see, that's what I'm curious about. And he's like, literally, turn it on, cut, turn it off, done. Well, see, that's what I'm curious about, because I like that idea that makes sense where you go, okay, people can use, you know, people who have the force of the thing. But then I know Marvel Comics, I think those are now considered canon, because Disney owns Marvel, Marvel, you know, and the Star Wars is owned by them, and Marvel's doing the comics. There's actually a comic where they didn't have blasters, and they found lightsabers, so Han was wielding one, Leia was wielding one, which makes sense with Leia. But then Chewbacca, he's got to have some force, because he had fucking two. (laughs) He was going (laughs) apeshit. I I don't know how that plays out. I know, technically speaking... I know Han still wasn't a fan of it, so... that's, That's canon, for sure is just the movies uh-huh. and uh, the novelizations of the movies and uh, the one book, um, Shadows of the Empire. 
everything else is technically extended universe, even the comics, the games, no. even the stuff that's officially produced by Disney and Lucasfilm. But again, I'm taking this from extended universe. No, no, no that's anyway. Fine. So uh, I'm not saying that that's definitive, but it just it it adds up for me that you know we see him literally have this awakening. He he's there. He's like doing his job, and then he's like, oh shit, what the fuck? Well, it would make sense if you say like if you say there's that army that Kylo Ren is like the the master of. If those other Sith lords are still, or Ren lords, or whatever the fuck they're the, called. The so Knights Ren, of Ren. The Knights of Ren are around. still around. Uh, of course, you know, Luke is going to be like, well, I'm going to need more than just, like, one fucking person. <laughs> He's like, did you see? Okay, I will have to say this. Uh, again, we're spoilers and stuff like that, but fucking Mark Hamill had the easiest job <laughs> in that entire fucking film. Mark yeah. Hamill kills me. His sense of humor is just so great. Um I was telling you guys before before we started recording about it, <clears throat> years ago, some fan brought to him at a convention or something one of the original uh, cards from the like one of the trading card sets. Yeah, that was a picture of him, and uh, it said Luke. You know, the caption was Luke comes home to find his aunt and uncle dead and his house on fire. And they they brought this to him at a convention to sign, and he signed it. I guess I can go to Tashi Station anytime I want to now. <laughs> Somebody had asked him on Twitter after the movie came out. They said, how did you respond when you read the script and saw you didn't have any lines? You know what his reply was? No lines. Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's fucking class nice. right there. But, uh, but yet, nice. without any lines, you still saw everything you need to see. They're just looking at each other. She finds him. It's like, oh, he's there. And she's like... Mm. Like, she pulls out the lightsaber and hands it to him, and she's not just handing it like, hey, this is yours. She's like, we need you yeah. to pick this thing up and come back. And he's like, I don't... Okay, fuck, I guess I have to. No, that's what you got from <laughs> I thought she was like, motherfucker, train me! <laughs> I only want to get that battle because I wounded the motherfucker! Go out! Um, so I was hanging out with the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I saw it like he turns... Like, you could tell he pretty much knew... She was there. What had happened? Yeah. Yeah, he knew she was there, obviously, but I'm sure he felt. <laughs> yeah, he just turns around. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, shit, you scared me. <laughs> I, I'm sure he felt what had happened to the uh, to the Hosian system. Yeah. Um, I, anybody who was force sensitive felt that. I mean, they even show it, it again in the novelization, which I think is just a piece that was cut out because they hadn't yet really introduced Leia's character. We hadn't seen her at that point, but in the novelization, she does that. She does the Ben Kenobi like, oh crap there's been a disturbance in the phone you know yeah like she she knows that people have died without them in the film they show them actually being able to see it from where they are which didn't make sense to me because i'm like they're not in the same star system they're like somebody somewhere totally different <laughs> they also described the weapon a little better i think in the novelization it's not just a laser that shoots from this thing to whatever target whatever target yeah. it actually they they called it a sublight weapon basically it it actually travels through hyperspace the okay. the energy beam actually travels through hyperspace faster than any ship so it just it's not just shooting at it it's traveling to it yeah um but yeah it's that that's my theory i'm sticking with it I think Ray is a uh, Skywalker. That's that is the prevailing theory. Uh, After as seeing to the her movie again today, I, I for in my mind there's more. I there's no, more no. evidence that 
it leads to that. Leads it's, to well, especially like they said, like way. how the um, I don't even know what her name. There's is. There's a couple but, of things that really point which, to it, which is all like it. You know, it, your father. You know, your it was your it grandfather was, this had Luke's it. Lightsaber. This was your his Luke's father had it, and, and then now, now it's, it's your. You. Yeah. So yeah. So there, there were, I think for me, three major moments that really spoke to me as being like, okay, they're putting this to be directly related to either Luke or another one of Han's kids, but I don't think they would have would do that. Yeah. Um, first of all, it's the, like you said, with, with the lightsaber, the whole, it was Luke's and it was his father before his, and now it's calling to you. It's like, well, why would it, why are you specifically pointing out the parental lineage and then adding her onto the end of it? Um, the fact also that when she touched it, she did have that flashback where Luke was, mm-hmm. you know, they saw, uh, you, she essentially saw Kylo Ren uh, attacking and, and killing the other Jedi that uh, Luke was training. You see Luke, you know, like leaving uh, R2-D2, which I thought was a really cool parallel, too. Did you guys notice, like, Luke puts the puts his hand on R2, R2. and then later when R2 is, is back up and C-3PO is like, I've missed you, old friend, and does the same okay. same thing, same hand on the R2. I was like, oh! Um, oh, that's how I lost my arm. <laughs> Luke ripped it off, and well, even like during the flashback sequence as well that you're referring to, mm-hmm. we see Ray as a young girl, yeah, and the ship leaving that left her on Jakku with the smuggler dude, mm-hmm. um, Simon Pegg, um, and then spoilers when she's <laughs> when she's grown up on Jakku and yeah. she's she lives in an uh, ATAT. She looks out and you see another ship that's leaving the the planet. Mm-hmm. So that similarity, yeah. I think, also comes into play as well. Also, so. the fact that she like put on the, I know she's probably just goofing off or whatnot when she puts on the the fire, you know, the helmet. Yeah, she puts the, on the the the, uh, the the rebel pilot helmet. helmet. It's all like, well, Luke was on. a pilot, so it's like. Um, there was another moment. Not a fucking child. When he flew planes, you the, fucking episode one piece of. When Kylo Ren is trying to interrogate her, yeah. when he's going into her mind and pulling things out, she said, "He says, you know, I see, I, I see ocean. what you're imagining. I see what you what you go to sleep dreaming about. And I see the ocean and I see the island. Mm-hmm. And then where does she find Luke? On an island surrounded by a big ass ocean. Yeah. I'm like, hmm." Mm. Um, no, I think seeing for a second time. The only reason that it threw me off the first time because I kept hearing about like I know Han and Leia had a son and a daughter, which I think in they've the, already in the books. Yes, yeah, uh, but it wasn't. So it's that they've already made sure that we know it's not them because in the books then, it was uh, Jason and Jaina were the twins that they had first, and Luke had Ben. Luke and Mara Jade had a son named Ben. Yes. So, well, that's and then there's been a couple of things actually watching it, like we said the second time, even with uh, Han Solo, she'll be doing stuff and things like that. And he looks at her kind of like, okay, this has got to be Luke's kid, you know, kind of thing. Like, I think I, you know, I think we found her. Kind yeah, of there, there's a couple of there's a couple of moments with Han uh, where just the way he looks at her, and it's like. Okay, he knows something. Yeah. Like, he's recognizing something, just like he was able to figure out Finn mm-hmm. pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, Han's a smart guy. He, you know, he may not... I mean, there's an argument to be made that he is slightly Force-sensitive as well. Um, I've heard people make that argument. That's why he's such a good pilot and, and things like that. 
I don't know if that's necessarily the case or if it's just a more of a just being good at your job type of thing as, as a smuggler and a negotiator, somebody who has to be able to read people. But he reads people pretty damn well, and I think he sees something. He, he recognizes hurts. something there. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting how that plays out. But, yeah, the prevailing theory um, is that she is Luke's daughter. The question then becomes, did he put her on Jakku to try and hide her from... See, that's where it starts to make less sense because how old is Kylo Ren supposed to be compared to how old she is? I know she's supposed to be, I think, 20 or 21, okay. the character Ray. She was obviously dropped off. What she looked about five, six, maybe maybe seven at the tops. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to to kind of. Um, so we're talking that. about you know at least fifteen minimum between twelve and fifteen years have passed that she's been on Jakku. So or, how young was Kylo when he turned on Luke? You know, was he twelve years old when he when he turned, and now he's. 24 25 or could it always be a thing where you know what i'm also curious about what if no one no one knows but if luke you know he had relations with a woman had no idea she was pregnant you know went to go, you train, go to bed with you know kind of thing you know and then all of a sudden that's you like now now they're just finding out about this kind of stuff and maybe when the the woman like was like oh well this jedi son of a bitch just left me i'm just gonna <laughs> leave this kid on the if if that's not the case if luke knew he had a daughter and he just kind of left her there then i just have to say the skywalkers are horrible parents <laughs> every single time shit hits the fan they're like leave him on a desert planet <laughs> where's the nearest desert planet <laughs> yeah I think we'll clean your uh, room, or you're going to end up on the next desert planet we visit. Ah oh, man. Oh. I think we'll learn more about it in the next. Yeah, for the sure. Next movie for but. sure. But uh, it it is curious to kind of wonder, like, okay, was she was she left there because they were trying to hide her mm. from from Kylo, from the First Order, from Snoke, um, or was it a matter of did Luke not even know? You know, like with with the case of Luke himself, he was they were being hidden from Vader, and Vader didn't even know. Um, it, it, it's curious. I, I don't know if the, it's hard to tell if the timelines match up right, right. for that to be the case. Um, it, it might be something more like, uh, like Steve said, where he doesn't know that he had a kid until, until they the meet. moment she's standing before him. He's like, oh, shit, I sense your DNA in me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sense my DNA in you. He's like, oh shit, those are some metachlorins. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh yeah, let's. I just oh. yeah. So I that's just, what I, I really liked about this film is that it really felt like it was made by a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Whereas with episodes one, two, and three, we all know that George Lucas is not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Look at how much he's gone back and changed the original movies. Like a fan does not go back and tweak every little thing here and there. No, that's he's it's his job. And with episodes with the prequels. It felt like he was just trying to do too much explaining, and it's yeah for no reason. Yeah, like when totally they, like when they threw in that metachlorian kind of bullshit, yeah. we're like, well, I'm like, we get it, we know what the some. It's like it's it, the fucking force. We be, don't need here. We can break it down very simply. Look, I'm colorblind. You guys aren't. So you guys, it's either like I can have Jedi powers because I'm colorblind, or I'm actually shittier because I'm colorblind. I can't see shit. There, that's that's just basically. It's like you either have the force or you don't have the force. That's simple. <laughs> It's, it just it didn't need that explanation. It didn't need that scientific explanation. It was like, it was like they were trying 
to cater to certain groups of people who are like, oh, no, I need a, I need a technical scientific explanation of the force. No, it's the fucking force. Yeah. I like that that's what their thing was. Not like, how does a lightsaber know when to stop? You know, like... <laughs> they're like, no, 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 let's not worry about yeah, that. No, let's no, let's no. worry about the midichlorians. There's midichlorian bullshit over here. Yeah, the the prequels, they lost a lot of people with the midichlorians. And then, of course, not only that, but then they're like, oh, and Anakin was conceived by the midichlorians. He was a virgin birth. It's like, oh, I was like, why? It's like, on the that? one hand, you're like trying to like, let's take it as far away from religion as we can. It's no longer just a mystical energy. Yeah. No, it's these little uh, actual microscopic creatures that we can test for. But also virgin birth. Yeah. <laughs> and also the fact that I didn't like the, there's like, again, like, oh, oh, it's like, oh, when Obi-Wan Kenobi, when I met your father, he was a great pilot. And Phantom Menace, he was a little boy. Like, what the? <laughs> and then not, no mention to Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, don't get me wrong. I liked the character, but it was just all like, oh, that's right. I'm a Liam Neeson. You know? I'm, I did like the fact that we got to hear uh, Obi-Wan. We did. In, uh, and, and he says Ray. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They actually pulled that. Obviously, they couldn't get Alec Guinness to record it, uh, sadly, but they did pull it from original pieces of um, from the original trilogy uh, of him saying, I forget, "What was it that he's saying that they pulled?" I, I think I think they pulled it from him saying the word "afraid," and they pulled just the ray for him to say that. Um, well, they had a couple of uh, just voices actually in this one. They had also uh, Ian, uh, yeah, Ian McGregor. Yeah, I was about to say you got to hear two Obi Wan. You got mm. to, you got to hear old Obi Wan say Ray, and then you got to see hear young Obi Wan say These are your first steps. Now I didn't hear this. Did you guys know this? Frank Oz. I didn't catch Yoda. I was listening for it the second time because I knew yeah, it was apparently supposed Yoda, to be there. Yoda was in it, but I didn't I didn't hear it even the second time. And then so. even when you mentioned how it was uh, Simon Pegg was the voice of the yeah. you know. Quota portion, you know. Um, I had no idea that was him. Got to talk about the greatest cameo. Yeah, Matthew actually though. told me this. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> what you're going with, but Matthew told me this when, because uh, I was like, yeah, I thought so and so was supposed to be in this movie, That'd and Matthew's be... like, oh, this is where he's at. I'm like, oh. Stormtrooper JB 7 yes. as he's credited on IMDb. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig was the stormtrooper in the cell that gets mind tricked by Ray to, to let her out. That's just so fantastic so to me. So I do want to talk about some of uh, JJ's humor I thought was great in this movie, such as that, where it's all like, you know, the simple, and then like, drop your gun, dropping my gun, you know. <laughs> and I will drop my weapon. And then, uh, <laughs> but I love the thing where like, you know, Kylo Ren comes back into the room, and then you see him like, and you hear the lightsaber go off, and then the two stormtroopers just come walking around the corner, and they just see like shit in the fan, and they're like, <laughs> "One guy taps the other guy's like, we're gonna nope the fuck right turn out of around here, and just walk away, and just like, yeah, do you th really think like, it, and it kind of gives you also like the sense of like they are more human like than they were the clones, yeah, mm -hmm. because the clones would be like, oh sir, what's wrong, you know, kind of thing, but this is they're like. Do you need something else? Like, look, I get paid. Do you need paid. something else to cut up? I could yeah. come in there for you. Yeah, it's like I get paid, but not that much. Fuck this, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of thing. And they're like, uh, yep, I'm out. Of oh, and JJ obviously debunked uh, clerks now. Oh, <laughs> whether or not a, the average stormtrooper could install a toilet main. Toilet main, and then of course <laughs> then we found out that Finn was uh, sanitary is uh, sanitation. sanitation. So you're just like, <laughs> what ah. did you do here? Sanitation. Yeah. Which obviously made it easy for. Oh, do they have a garbage yeah. compactor here? Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm um, trying to think what else was pretty, like, some of the people that just showed up, they were just like, oh, but yeah, it looks like they got pretty much, everyone pretty much came back uh, from the original that they had in the thing. Um, those yeah, like, I mean, the, fuck. Yeah. Well, the, either those that could or those that they actually were like, no, you're in this movie, not like, 
Because I mean, we don't know what happened to Lando. Yeah, that's um, that's that's the one thing. Like I said, I hope that they don't make him related to Finn. Um, you know, I think we need to. <laughs> I don't don't think we need to send the message that there's only one black family in the entirety <laughs> of the Star Wars universe. Um, but it would be interesting if he's still around because mm-hmm. uh, the actor's still around. So I wonder if he was. Uh, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, he's so actually he been on. Uh, what was it like? Uh, he was just like uh, a couple of seasons ago. He was just on uh, Modern Family. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, so it would be interesting. I mean, I, honestly, I'm glad they didn't shoehorn him in just for the sake of shoehorning him in. Dude, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like a lot of people like that were in there. Like they need to be in there. You know, like they're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. You're part of this. You're part of that. And that's just why you're here and stuff like that. It wasn't just like. Yeah, they were able to throw a lot of people in there from the original, like Akbar and mm-hmm. uh, what's it, uh, Yub Yub, whatever. Um, Akbar, Akbar, we need you on the bridge. I'm taking a crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you, know, we, we got to see some of those people, um, but it made sense because they were obviously with the rebellion. So if they're still around, they're going to be yeah. with the resistance. Resistance, yeah. Uh, whereas, how would they bring Lando in unless he was just friends with Han because well, Lando wouldn't have had anything to do with the resistance. He would have been like doing his own thing. Um, so unless they specifically went somewhere where Lando would like, be. He's like, look, I'm just poking women and leaving my children across the galaxy. That's <laughs> all. I fit. Damn it. We told you not to do that. Doesn't matter. I'm Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Damn it. Later. Um, yeah. So I'm glad they didn't just like force it in there to force it in there without having it make sense because that would have sucked if it had just been like, yeah, we're just going to, yeah, no, I figured that, well, or they're going to do the smart thing be like, we didn't see Lando until, like, pretty much the second, you know, episode five anyways. Yeah, he wasn't in, in episode four, so. So, um, I mean, they could always, I mean, there is a time and a place to throw, like, people into stuff, you know, to run into, I mean, it's like, we got a whole fucking universe in time now, it's not like, yeah. it, like, honestly, I don't even think, like, are they really going to be like, this is episode seven, eight, nine, and that's it? I, I highly doubt it with Disney. After Not she, unless after it stops the money. making money. Yeah. This this movie did become the quickest to one billion dollars ever. Mm-hmm. Um, shit hasn't even been released in China yet. Yeah. It's gonna make so much bank in China. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. This movie is going to be raking in the dough for quite some time because there's so many people. It's not just like Jurassic World had a great opening because people went and saw it. They wanted to see it. They were excited for it, and then mm-hmm. they went and saw it. And then that was it. They'd seen it. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. But there weren't a whole, there weren't as many people going. I'm going for the second, third, fourth time. I think I Whereas saw this movie. I know besides ourselves, I know off the top of my head at least five people who have seen it at least three times. Yeah, well, even with Jurassic World, it was more of a, I saw it when it came out, and then I saw it again because I think it was for like Father's Day or Mother's Day. I went to go see it. So you're like, all right, yeah, I'll go spend time with my friend. But it's like it wasn't one of those things that I sat there going like, I don't want to see this again. I'll be like, oh fuck, I'll go see it again, something like that. But this one's like. I saw it. I, okay, so when I went to see it, I saw it by myself the first time. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see it now with people, so I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like, yeah, this is a movie I'll definitely – because like Matthew and I were talking before the movie started, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to check things out. I'm going to try to see, like, okay, what do I notice this time around? What do I not notice this time around? So yeah, um, kind of thing. Because when you first watch it, you're kind of like, holy crap, okay, the story. Oh, this is cool. Oh, it's Star Wars. Oh, my God. You know, kind of thing. But now this stuff is like, okay, I know what's going to happen with the majority of stuff, but now I'm going to pay attention to different things. Yeah. So even with, like, the flashback and stuff, it's like I didn't even realize, like, he had, like, all the guys look kind of exactly like him. 
Mm-hmm. I thought there were just like shadowy figures behind, you know, uh, Kylo Ren after mm-hmm. he was killing like a bunch of people. So I'm like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. So, so that's where, yeah, I didn't catch the first time that those like, oh okay, I guess those are the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, before I just thought, eh, he's just good. there's just some people hanging out, like maybe they're <laughs> troopers. Maybe. Hey, you killing somebody? <laughs> yeah, just slaughtering Jedi's. Can we just stand around here to? Hey, group? go. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. I want to watch. No, it's cool. I watch. Cool. Um, I, the one thing I do want to talk about is his lightsaber. Yes. Now, the cool thing I liked about it, if you notice, like, throughout the entire, like, Star Wars, you know, all of them or whatnot, like, the red lightsabers usually look just like the uh, blue lightsabers, mm-hmm. except with the red thing. This one looked, like, very jagged, very yes. hatred, very, yeah. the, like, almost looked like a like a miniature chainsaw thing going <laughs> on there. The, uh, the, the technical reason behind that, that, that they've written into the storyline, is that uh, it's homemade by him mm-hmm. without any... Any in tech without uh, the proper instruction, because in in the Jedi lore, the way it's supposed to work is you go through your training, and one of your final steps of training is building your own lightsaber mm-hmm. under the direction of the master who's supposed to be teaching you. Mm. He didn't get that far, and so he had to build this lightsaber himself, and uh, it has a cracked crystal. The focusing crystal in it is cracked, and the reason that it has the the cross guards is not. For cross guards, it's not for the sake of having cross guards. It's because the crystal would shatter if it had to focus the energy outward only. So he had to build vents onto it to allow oh. some of the energy to vent out because it's it's just not quite there where it should be. Well, that's kind of cool. It still actually. does the damage because it's a dangerous weapon, but it's just not hmm. quite. Um, fully perfected but i will yeah. say this though like everyone was like oh. Which is why he wanted luke so bad well, well that's the other thing i think it's funny that how everyone was making kind of fun of it but i'm like those fucking hill things kind of came in handy when it was just like <laughs> you know so yeah it's it on the one hand it's like there's a reason swords have <laughs> cross guards like that on the other hand would that actually work with a lightsaber because the vents themselves uh you know unless they're they're there's only like one metal in the Star Wars universe that can't be cut by a lightsaber, and it's heavily regulated. And the chances that if he had that available, he probably would have been able to do a better job building a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Now that is one thing that uh, that kind of bugged me. I'm trying to, f- I'm still trying to figure out a good working theory as to why this happened. Now it made for a cool scene, but why in a universe in which basically the only person who's known to have a lightsaber is your boss? Why do you have a specifically anti-lightsaber weapon? And you just have this one trooper that happens to have the specifically anti-lightsaber weapon. Oh, the... Uh, oh, the shock, the, yeah. the shock trooper type thing? Yeah, the, who had the the electric baton, basically, that was specifically designed to fight against the lightsaber. I'm like, uh, okay, made for a cool scene. I'm like, yeah, all right, we get to see this fight. But I'm like, yeah, where this? Why? Why does this guy okay, have this? Okay, now <laughs> listen to this one. Now, see, this is my theory that happened. So going back to the silver stormtrooper... Yeah. Now, don't you think it would have been badass more if she had that? It would have been, and it made more sense because she was a, she was higher up. Yeah. She would have a thing for that just in case. Because to me, it would be like she's probably have fought a couple of Jedi in her time. But it would, we wouldn't have gotten the cool scene of him getting saved by Han by shooting that particular yeah. trooper in the chest. Because yeah, I understand did, that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have been cool to that would have made a little more sense to me because I don't that guy didn't even have a rank shoulder pad, did he? No, yeah. he was just. He was just like, traitor! Yeah. Like, he obviously knew him. Like, he obviously was, like, in his same division or something like Finn that. Because he knew going him, like, like, did you, did you, did you build that? No. This is, <laughs> no one else has how, one. How, how, long, how long have you had that? Shut up! Is that, is that what you've been doing in your spare time? 
Man, I thought you were just checking off, man. <laughs> good, like I'm not, good for you, man. Like I'm good not, for you. Like I'm not very good with blasters. Um, yeah, I just it was a cool scene and made for a fun action piece, but at the same time, I'm still trying to. I'm like, okay, so basically, you're like nobody, all the Jedi are gone except for Luke. Luke doesn't even have his lightsaber. He hasn't been seen in many, many years. Like, really, they're just gonna be like, okay, every trooper division has one guy. With an anti lightsaber weapon. Yeah. Never mind that the only people that might you might run into with lightsaber are your own boss, or a Jedi Master who's going to toss you across the room before you ever get close enough to him with that thing to do anything. So what, what's the point? I'll <laughs> volunteer to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to hold this. Well, thing. That's probably what happened. He's like, 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 like he like, saw he saw Finn pick up the lightsaber. He's like, oh, it's my fucking oh, it's my day. Fucking time. It's my day. <laughs> <laughs> I've been training for or this. They, or, they, or it was the other way, where he's all like, "Man, I, this is why I hold it, dude. I don't have to run into battle. I, don't <laughs> know where, I was like, basically, my job is to watch this. Anybody who shows up with a lightsaber, that's who I. Oh crap! Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Damn it! The one time I was sick today. <laughs> Fuck! <sighs> I've got tomorrow off too. <laughs> I have one day until retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though: what I liked about the stormtroopers, you could actually see when there was like male and females. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. Where they're really like everyone can everyone can die. Yeah, um, that's one thing I wonder. Why do they still make the stormtroopers run around in that bloody restrictive armor when it obviously doesn't stop shit? Didn't see a single stormtrooper take like a shot off the armor and be like, ah, "All right, I'm gonna keep coming." Nope, every single one of them to get hit, go down. Why? Like you're the, wearing plastic buckets. Why? Why on the Star Killer base do they still have a fucking walkway with no side rails? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You know what? They probably don't have anybody come in and actually go, safety code, safety code. Like, yeah. does these helmets... Where's OSHA? Where the hell is OSHA up in It's here? been fucking 30 years and still... Oh, it started having walking, like, yeah. guardrails, and it's just like, ah, we ran out of budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, if you look. get this far, you should be, like, in the middle by then. I'm like, like we'll look. give you rails to get... <laughs> So get yourself centered. It's like first uh, off, our Star Killer thing sucks in solar beams and shoots them out. Do you really think I care about a, a guardrail at this point? I'm, I'm destroying plants with this thing. I'm destroying plants. Come apparently on. Apparently yeah. not. Like, well, just be glad we don't have the safety. No, this is what happens. The safety instructor comes by. He's like, hey, you don't have any railing. Yeah. We don't get it. We, we, we got it. Yeah. Oh man, you really are evil. Shut up. Um, no, it is true though. There are some times where I'm just like. Did you guys just – did you fire the decorator at some point? Look, we need a railing here, but I really want to have some pink. Get out. <laughs> I said uh, black on black. Um, but, yeah, so do we want to drop uh, some of the big stuff before we uh, wrap up this this pod? Yeah, go for it. What do, what do we want to talk about? Well, I was just going to say, so... Are talking about the scene? Well, what you want to talk about? Well, there's the... Yeah, there's the... The uh, scene. The scene. So you do find out that, you know, Han Solo's son is uh, Rilo... Uh, Kylo... 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 Kylo, 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 Kylo Riley. Billy O'Reilly. Is, you know, Ben uh, Solo, apparently. So then he pretty much kills Han Solo, where I was like, oh, shit. Which I was kind of hoping, like, I, well, I, I saw... They it set come- it up... Yeah, you... you you see it coming when they walk in. Like, he walks up to him. He, he's, you know, Kylo Ren's walking away. Hanzo like, comes up behind him and yells out, Ben. And he stops and turns around, and you're like, oh, crap. Is it, are they, are they going to do this? And then you see Chewie, like, turn, like, stop, and he's watching. And you're like, oh, crap, they're going to do this, aren't they? Yeah. And then Finn and Ray show up to watch, too, and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> it's like that moment you know it's going to happen, yet you still want to believe. 
and the actors sell it. Oh my gosh, the guy playing Kylo Ren, I can't remember the actor's name. I think Adam it's Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, okay. Because um, he drove that thing right into him. <laughs> oh, <ouch>. um, <laughs> it was really hard to tell at what point, you know, there was, he went back and forth. He literally, and he says, he says, I'm being torn apart. And, you know, you could look at that and say, okay, he's saying whatever he wants to say to get his dad to let his guard down so he can kill more easily. But he didn't have to do that. He could have just literally just yeah. any time. I, I believe that he was at that moment literally battling within himself. And it wasn't until that last second. And uh, you see the you see the light change because the, the star that they're sucking out finally dies out. And you see that light change and you just see that you literally see that change in his face where he's just like, nope, going to do this. Yeah. And then he's like, you see that moment of like, yeah, I did it. Oh, yeah, I did it. And then Han reaches out and touches his face and he's just like, oh, oh fuck, shit. I did it. Yeah. Oh, what did I do? And so for that brief moment, you're like, oh, it's just so he did not solve any of his uh, internal dilemmas by killing his dad at all. He's still pretty fucked up inside, if not yeah. more so now. Um, it's going to be interesting. But I will say this. I like the fact like everyone goes, no, Han, you know, dies. Everything. But Chewie. Chewie. No, Chewie does his stream, but it wasn't like the whiny little, like, we got to get the fuck out. Like, Chewie's just like, fuck that. Chewie's oh, rage. Shoots yeah, him and fucking rage. starts taking out fucking stormtroopers like a motherfucker. I did like those in the thing where Han got to touch, uh, play with Chewie's uh, crossbow the, the laser, bow caster, or whatever, yeah. which is great because he's like, I kind of like this, yeah. you know, and after the kick on it. I think that could have been a little bit of setup because they wanted to show, you know, they, they showed how hard it was to, to hurt Kylo Ren in the first place. Like, they. She was you know, Ray was shooting at him. He was deflecting the beams. Mm. All you know, he's been hurt. It seems not to affect him very much. You've seen other people get shot with Chewie's bowcaster, and they made it a point to show how powerful that is compared to all the regular blasters. Mm-hmm. And Chewie gets him a good shot right in the side, and he still keeps going. Yeah. So it's to show. That's one of those those little things I was talking about that that I think JJ threw in there for the people who would catch it without spoon feeding it to everybody else when after he's hurt he's sitting there he's like he's, he's weak he's he's falling down and he starts hitting the wound yeah. he's like Ugh! he's pumping himself up because that's that's how the dark side work it feeds off of fear and pain and so that's what he's like fuck it pah, pah. starts hitting that that belt thing he's got on and you know you, you see the blood dripping out but then he starts he like perks up because that that Dark side energy is like flowing. Which I think it's going to be funny because uh, when uh, Ray starts getting trained, I believe, hopefully, um, I'm gonna. It's going to be funny if she's more powerful than, you know, uh, Ben is, and then how much that's going to. Well, I think it's. Do- I think that's almost a definite. Um, because the there's way already, it's always there's been. There's already flourish, uh, little flourishes of it. Yeah, that's he comes in there. He's like, no, no, she's really powerful in the force. She doesn't. She doesn't have a clue. And then like. When she escapes and they're trying to search it, he's like, she's she's only barely scratching the surface of her powers right now, guys, so we need to find her quick. Um, so, yeah, she's definitely going to be super powerful. Uh, it, it, they've always said that the light side of the Force is more powerful than the dark side of the Force. It's that the dark side is easier because it's easier to get angry. It's easier to be in pain. It's easier to, to hate than it is to, to love and be happy and to, to feed on that I type of energy. I don't so. know what... It's in one of the books or some of that, but it, t- it came up with a cool thing where it's like Luke Skywalker was able to channel both of them 
where you came up with a good yin and yang, where you knew how to use the, the yeah the dark... whole uh, the whole gray Jedi yeah thing, thing. for for a while, which was kind of interesting. And that's you know they always talk about balance to the Force, and mm. and I think you know, I always talk about every, moderation is the key to everything. It's like uh, I think the same probably goes with the Force, but it, it's interesting. Um, they showed in uh, Shadows of the Empire. There's a really interesting scene. Where you know um, how in uh, Return of the Jedi they show uh, Vader in his little like pod yeah. thing that opens up. In the book Shadows of the Empire, they explain what he's doing in there. It's basically this little seclusion pod where he just goes in there, and he takes off his helmet, takes off some of his stuff, and he just hates. He just sits there and thinks about all the people who done him wrong. He thinks about Obi Wan pissing him off. He thinks about it, you know, Padme leaving him. He thinks about all these things that piss him off, and he just channels that anger into healing his body. Mm. And he actually, you know, is able to like heal himself using the Force to the point where he's almost normal. And it gets to the point where, when he's healed to a certain point, he loses the power because he becomes slightly happy about it. <laughs> he's all of a sudden, he's like, Oh cool. I'm, I'm a little better. And then that snaps this like flow of dark side energy he's got going on and basically reverts everything. He's yeah. put the mask back on, come out of the pod. Um, but I just thought it was, it, it's a really interesting scene and taking from that. And then JJ giving us that, that, you know, kind of trying to pump himself up with, with that energy without, force feeding it to us yeah you know he could have been like where he's like the hell are you doing and he's like i'm using the force the dark side (laughs) i'm using force (laughs) i'm using the dark side i'm like making the jerk off motion i'm like hey oh i had a shake (laughs) (laughs) um but okay so overall we all like the movie no, and I hate it absolutely and then i figure we'll hit on we'll hit on this real quick so we don't keep everybody because we all have families and stuff to go home to. Uh, thoughts on the next one? Can you wait? How we have to wait a while though, but is I mean, it, obviously we'll learn we, more. We don't have to wait as long as we did for this one. Yeah, so, you know, on the bright side. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, I think we got like what a year and a half. Plus, we're getting one in between. So yeah, uh, Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll learn more about Ray and Finn. we'll learn more backstory, and I, I want to know more about Snoke and. And all that shit. So I hope we get a significant uh, amount more Luke. Um, I think it's it'll just be it, lukewarm. It, it kills me how much work Mark Hamill did to get into shape to be in this film for thirty-five seconds or however long he was on screen. Like I'm like, like he like seriously like he hit the gym. He like like when it, when they announced like oh you know Mark Hamill's gonna be in this and they showed a picture of him like going to the studio. And I'm like, ooh doggy. <laughs> He's like, when, I met, when, I met, when I met your father, he was a great Jedi Meister. I got really I, I, I was hearing Kevin Smith saying, a Jedi craves lunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but then he comes, it's like that happened, but then we saw him on uh, The Sum on the Flash, and yeah. you're just like, holy crap, like he was like, like skinny yeah. as fuck. Yeah, he he got fit. You know, not he's still an older gentleman, but uh, he even, definitely got a, a lot fitter than he was. And it's like, all right. So I'm hoping that that's in preparation. preparation for even more. It's got to be because they're uh, you, okay. First off, we got to see Luke Skywalker fight. Yeah, and you're you're gonna have him training and other people and stuff like that. So, but I I don't know what it is, but his facial expression though when he first turned around it was literally like a senile old man. Where he's just like, eh. <laughs> like to me it felt like they're like, look, just stand on this rock 
And we'll tell you when we're filming. Then you just kind of turn around and be like, someone's here! <laughs> what? I didn't get that sense. I got so much out of his face in that scene. Like he he turns like he turns around and he's like pulls back the thing. You see the 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 robotic hand. He's not covering it up with a glove or anything. And he just looks at her and you see like to me you see that the recognition. Like he's like okay, I know who this is. But he's not. But he he's reserved because he doesn't know that she know if she knows who she is in relation to that. And then she pulls out the lightsaber and he's like you. S- I, I, I literally see the conversation happen on his face as far as like, she's like, we need you to come back. And he's like, but I don't want to. And then she's like, no, seriously. And she, he's like, oh, okay, fuck it. Well, I will. Oh, that's what you got from that's, it? That's what I, I thought mine was like, didn't I leave you on a fucking planet? <laughs> yeah. How the fuck did you find me? <laughs> yeah. That damn Maury Povich and his damn tests. Well, yeah, his his eyes in that scene say a lot. Um, They start to well up a little bit. You can kind of see that. You look and then it pans back to her and she's you, she's just like desperate. Yeah, she's she's, she's, literally, she's literally like, like we holding need you it and almost like starts to shake the lightsaber a little bit. Like she's like, holy shit! Like, do you see me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it's, it's not like, like a T Rex or it follows the light. <laughs> this it it's a very powerful scene, but I think they cut it off r- right where it should have been. They might have been able to shave off maybe a couple seconds because. Like you just, it's going back and forth. There's no no talking or anything like that, and it's almost like, uh, okay, this is getting uncomfortable. <laughs> and then you know it goes back to Ray, and then it, it ends. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, you it's get like that. Mark Hamill's about to talk. You get that like, final pan around uh, where they kind of reiterate. They're like, oh, by the way, they're standing on an island. In case you hadn't caught that part yet, yeah. you know, they kind of like do that one final pan around in a circle, so you not only see them, but you see that. Okay, it's literally just the two of them out on an island, and if you think back, you know you start to hear, you start to to think about those sorts of things. What if a, what if the next one it opens up like in that same scene, and like Chewbacca comes up and he's like, "Hey guys, <laughs> I've been fucking down there for like two hours. Are you what are you guys gonna do? Okay, are we leaving? Going yeah. Like, <laughs> R two is getting antsy. Yeah. R2, yeah, R2 has to go pee. <laughs> be like, R2 can't get, come up all these damn steps, yeah. all right? So and fuck, I can't come up. facilities like, down there somewhere? He's like, I can't even come up these steps because of my bad knees. I just had to get <laughs> knee surgery. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I. it'll be interesting to see where they pick up. Um, I would like to I would like to hear more of the story of what happened in this span of time. Like, I understand why they jumped that far ahead because they did want to use the original actors in their original roles and not have to CGI the hell out of them. And yeah. I appreciate that. But I do want to hear more about how, you know, because basically what we have at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi is the, is the Rebellion essentially defeats the Empire. You know, obviously there's still going to be some cleanup that needs to be done to, to clear it out. But essentially you've got the forming of the New Republic going on here. And we're already thrown back into, okay, the New Republic's shit. Yeah. They're corrupt. They're... Um, not doing anything. They're kind of allowing this first order to to rise up and start taking over again. Um, so we, you know, you you've come to the point where it's like, okay, we had a rebellion against the empire, and now it's come full circle to where we need a resistance against this first order. When you know, hey, what what the hell happened to the republic during this time? I'd really like. Yeah, to I, I would like to know that too. To me, it's like, look, we did this before with Clone Wars. We're trying to if we solve this problem, and then now we do it again. It's like, do we not learn in the <laughs> yeah. Star Wars universe? Like, 
History really repeats itself. Come yeah. on, people, yeah. get your shit together. But uh, yeah, it's but, yeah. it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited. I am definitely going to be checking this one out at least one more time in the theater, if not multiple times. Um, real quick before we we close out, I do want to say, uh, how, did you guys enjoy the 3D better than the than the 2D? Because we both we've all seen it in both now, right? Right. Um. Yeah. There was uh, there were some cool parts, like especially on the snow and oh, the, the fire snow and stuff, fantastic. and everything coming down and stuff like yeah. that. But honestly, to me, it just was just like kind of almost like when I play like my 3DS, where just all like things come at you. You're like, okay, that's kind of cool, but I could take it or leave it. I mean, I it think was, I think I enjoyed the size of the screen mm-hmm. and the better sound system. Yeah, yeah, the size of the screen at the IMAX was definitely fantastic. Um, for me, the 3D was. There were some scenes that was really awesome. The snow and the uh, in the beginning when you get the the, the sparks of the, from the fire and you see that kind of in the foreground, it's like that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And there were a few of the actual space scenes with the ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the most part, when there were people on the screen, the 3D was more distracting than anything to me, because it was always like there was especially one scene when they're when they're in the Falcon talking, and it's like here's Finn and Ray. Oh, they were talking, blurred. and they're. Blurry, Way in the back. blurry in the background and, while Hansel yeah. and I'm like, and but no, they're all over. three supposed ex- to be in focus. I know exactly like, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I know that I know they're still working on 3D and stuff like that. And certain movies it works for, and certain movies it doesn't. I would say, uh, just experience the movie. Maybe you haven't seen it yet, and if you listen to this all the way through, then you did not listen to <laughs> any of our spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first 3D movies. That I, I could see where certain movies I would see it in 3D. But like other ones, like if like especially a lot of like normal, I don't know, Disney movies where they're always trying to push like watch it in 3D. I'm like, I don't, no, no, like there would be no point to most of that kind of stuff. It's like okay, fast. There, there are definitely movies that I think it would. This is one of those movies that I would have thought it would have been perfect for. Um, but like I said, it, certain scenes it worked, certain scenes it just didn't work as. It much did get for blurry me. though, at, like when like the star destroyers were coming up, like really like like when they were turning and shit. Yeah. Uh, you're like trying to focus on it. Them all like. Well, that's just a blur. Yeah. Yeah, it gets it kind of gets temperamental. At the very beginning where it's like, hey, you're at IMAX and, you know, we're starting and all this shit. Like that, I was like, oh, oh yeah. fuck, this is going to be insane. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, oh, it, it's like another, like it's like it's a 3D movie I've seen before. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the quality I, just <clears throat> isn't quite there. Yeah, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. Once I can finally do just the thing that, like, Nintendo does where it's all like, here's the 3D. You don't need glasses, I think. That works ten times better. I think better. the problem with that is the focal point, yeah. because in order to do 3D without glasses, you have to have a very specific focal point on it. And for a, a handheld gaming system, you you set that, don't you, to yourself? Like, yeah, you don't can. you set or it? You just and be then awesome like me. Like this is basically where you hold it. Um, whereas in a movie theater, you've got to cater to the entirety Fuck of those people. Of the just theater. Me. I'm not. I didn't wear. <laughs> I I don't have any glasses. What do I care? Um. That was the other thing. The the IMAX 3D glasses did not fit as well over my glasses as yeah. the ones they gave us when we saw uh, Gravity. Gravity. I, I felt Gravity was better 3D than this, quite frankly. But like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just I, I could definitely take it or leave it. There were elements that were pretty awesome in the 3D. The sound system. For the sound sh- system in the IMAX was it, fantastic. The sound system was amazing. Yeah. That totally made it for me. Feel yeah. like You could just feel it in your body and things like that. Oh, like, yeah. I guess you could feel the force. Yeah. Well, we were kind of jumped all over the place. Yeah. Tends to happen, but highly recommend it. Go enjoy the movie, yeah, and I'm just happy. Go watch it again. I'm happy Star Wars is back. Yeah. It's back, baby. Woo! Me too. 
So until next time, kids, live long and prosper. Ah, <laughs> 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 okay. kidding. We'll kidding. see you next week on Babylon 5. Babylon 5. But we'll say everybody. Eric, Matthew. Yes. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. And with your spirit. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.